Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. I am your host, David Palermo, and as always, if you do not already, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast, and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Super, super active on Instagram. I love Instagram. You get to pretty much see the organic me. I might go Facebook Live or Instagram Live and do just like a random jam session in the living room. I don't know, or talk some random garbage. Or if I see somebody wearing Bill stuff, I'll just throw it up there that I see around town. I actually zoomed in on a guy that uh, was I actually zoomed in on a guy who was um, wearing a Patriots hat in the middle of Pittsburgh Menden at the cross section. I just zoomed in on him, and I just you know it was cold out, and I was very thankful he was cold. And he was an old man, so he might be an old Bostoner. Either way, I don't like the Patriots, so. As I don't like the Patriots. On the line is uh, our friend of the show, Kevin Masseri. Are you there, Kevin? Sure am. I'm just eating a cannoli. Okay. Well, actually, I did get a cannoli from Salvatore's, and they didn't pay me to say that, but I was eating. I actually got a cannoli <laughs> on my way home from Salvador's with a piece of pizza for hockey later. So, How was it? It was good. It was good, good. Okay. yeah, yeah. So okay, you seem you seem a little bit repentant on that. I mean, um, honestly, if anyone in Buffalo is listening to the show, uh, kind of wanted a touch of Italy, um, Delaware Ave, gotta get their cannolis, and they're not paying me either. So, um, well, I guess you really can't. You know, we got nothing. I guess we agree on cannolis. And um, so, when do you move? You said you're moving to the Brockport with your new home. When yeah, is the Brockport area in a week. Nice. Nice. Yep. So maybe one day you could come to the shithole and we could do a podcast like next week. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, maybe probably like two weeks would do it. Yeah, see? And I got a mobile setup too. I don't know about your setup, but my setup is mobile. I am ready anytime. Yeah, I'm not mobile, so that's cool. We went to a draft preview or meeting or something at Batavia Downs, and I captured Drew from Rock Power Report in the van with Deacon. And it's like, holy shit. If he doesn't do cocaine, I don't know what happened to him. I love him. He's a good kid. But damn, he is just so much energy. And if it wasn't for the mobile setup, we wouldn't have him. You know what I mean? We would not have captured him. So I'll show you my mobile setup because it's a pretty sick setup for being a mobile setup. You know what I mean? You just got to have a good charge on the batteries, but I'm not going to give away all my secrets on the air. So, all right. So pretty much here's the reason you're on. I frankly didn't really care that much about the playoffs at all. And, um, well... I think the Patriots frankly suck and you're on the line to talk to me about the Super Bowl and just it doesn't even have to be so-and-so's ranked here and there. I just think that the Patriots are running out of luck and once once went down the media has a tendency to look at oh team sucks and it's like you know what Nick Foles already showed that his interception to touchdown ratio a few years back was awesome and guess what he did. 
He went and played for Jeff fucking Fisher. And Jeff Fisher just sucks. You want to talk about a graveyard of quarterbacks? Anyone on Jeff Fisher's team. Why? Because Jeff Fisher has a system to keep his job. Hey, you know, next year we're going to get the quarterback, and then I have job security for three years. And look at all of a sudden, golf goes from looking like garbage to looking like somebody that they talked about RG3. Oh, franchise quarterback. Dude, he had one good year. Stop it. Okay? That said... I'm not shocked that Nick Foles is all right. That said, I think the Patriots should have been nine and seven this year if games didn't go their way, the Patriot way that people don't like to talk about, but it's there. So let's talk about that, Kevin. How do you see okay. this game going? I think Philadelphia is going to win, and if they like blew them out, I wouldn't be shocked. They they caved. The Patriots cave in the Super Bowl. They really do. Okay. Okay. Well, Dave, I have pretty much every Super Bowl that the Patriots play in, which is half of them um, nowadays. I have Stockholm Syndrome, man. I personally think that they will not lose. I think that they're the best team to ever play. Um, I really think they can make adjustments better than anyone. You can get up big on them and still lose, as we've seen against Jacksonville and you saw against uh, Atlanta in the Super Bowl last year. Um, I don't think Nick Foles is for real. I think with Carson Wentz, we could be talking about a completely different conversation I don't think he's very good. I, I don't like Jeff Fisher either. I agree with you on that one. Um, I, I think Nick Foles is trash. He borderline almost got himself benched in the playoffs after that just like horrid week 16 and 17 stretch. Look, um, man, Kevin, you got to keep in mind, we've seen coaches here undo what players are good at. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, look at the Bills offensive line. Uh, what they what were they I want to know what were they asking Nick Foles to do on the Rams you you know and, and until I know that because I don't sure. know you know and what are they asking him to do in Philadelphia and it's like the coach that isn't scared to make adjustments and it's funny you mention that Brian Dable the Bills new offensive coordinator I had a little quick podcast so I was going to go more in depth about that I'll get that to that with you another podcast okay. um but in a nutshell, he said something in an interview that was really cool, and that was that they make adjustments after the first series, you know, and Rick Dennison would talk about making adjustments, you know, after the script pretty much. I'm sure he might be making some little adjustments, but very, very, you know, I think by the book and whatever, and it's like he's, you know, Brian Dable's from Bill Belichick, and that's a guy where – you can lay your hat on that. They are constantly making adjustments. And Bill Belichick mm. is the best chess player. It's just unfortunate that mm. with all the crap of Spygate, I can't let that rest because, you know, Bounty Gate gets a guy suspended. Meanwhile, somebody is clearly cheating over and over and over again. And, mm. you know, who knows? Deflate Gate could have been a fall for something else. I mean, their salary cap is really weird how that works out, how Tom Brady works out sometimes to be – like a very, very low-paid quarterback. I mean, you know, just... And, you know, the Denver Broncos had something back with Elway where they technically messed around with the cab there, too, and, they, you know, that team would not have been together. So Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you with that with a lot of those Patriots points. Um, I think the biggest thing that I... I don't even care about Nick Walls under Jeff Fisher. I, I agree that... He, it's not great there. What what I'm struggling with is he sucked this year, the entire year, pretty much. Like pretty much, he's pretty much been awful except for against Minnesota last week. 
Um, you know, he, he, he was really bad in the regular season. Like, to the, like, once again, he almost got benched into after the Week 17 game against Dallas. They just didn't have anyone to turn to. He would have been benched. Okay. So, what do you think about... I think you need a good quarterback to beat the Patriots, period. Like, I think that every quarterback ever that's been average to below average in the middle of that a lot of them, um, that play good at times, play bad at times, you get the worst of them against New England. Um, so, listen. That's kind of my point. And, like, once again, I've already prefaced this by saying I think I have Stockholm Syndrome. Um, so... I don't know. I'm actually rooting for the Patriots, whatever. I want them to I, win. I'm going to read you something, Kevin, okay? I don't, want the, I don't want the Eagles to get a Super Bowl. How about that? All right. Well, I do. So check this okay. out. How dare you? You would rather the Patriots win another <laughs> Super Bowl than the ben Eagles? Won. Yeah, sure. I Dude, Kevin, really? That's a dick Dude, move. I want to be the next team to win a Super Bowl. Okay. The- Why would you want the team in your division? No. Fuck that. What? Kevin... I, you know, that's not no. How dare you? I've already didn't I already said Stockholm. Maybe Syndrome? maybe Philadelphia wins the Super Bowl and they're not as much of an asshole. You know, maybe it calms them down a little bit. You know, Lashawn McCoy is a Philadelphia, you know, guy. You know, I I I, you know, Dawkins. You know, how do you not like Dawkins? I mean, come on, man. I, I love McNabb. I love Syracuse. You know, McNabb. I, nothing, I mean, man. I don't, come I don't on, care Andy Reid. Oh, d- come on, the Eagles for our time growing up. I really like watching the Eagles. Eagles, I like them better than the fucking Giants, better than the Cowboys. Fuck the sure. Redskins. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying, dude? So what the hell beef you got with the Eagles, man? Remember that Anthony Mitchell idiot? Was that his name? Anthony um, Mitchell, yeah. I mean, no no beef specifically with the Eagles. I just love misery, loves company, and I think that giving them another – make them the best team to ever play the sport because – That way that, it takes the pressure off of us. See, hey, man, yeah. you know. It hey, takes the pressure that. off and further says, like, look at what the Bills had to deal with. <laughs> I do that with the same thing, but with cheating, man. Just invest in the fucking cheating pot, Kevin. You don't have to wish that you hear more. It's like, it's like, you know, Tony Romo and the other dude who was on with him could not wait in that Jags game to go. And you know, Leonard is the best quarterback. I mean, he just did it. And here's my Pat's Jags thoughts. Ready from Instagram. This is my post. Yup, Patriots have been a Super Bowl favorite since March, and quite frankly, it's all bullshit. The at NFL, of course I tagged them, is absolute so. trash paving the way for the hashtag Patriots. Imagine right. if the team actually didn't have over four games given to them during the season. Could have lost opening round of the playoffs. This team had never faced objective adversity, and yet another drive before halftime Results in points for the Pats as they get a touchdown off of 50-plus yards in penalties on one drive, dot, 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 and I put four dots just because. Tom knows just throw it out of bounds near the end zone and get the pass interference, calling running in for a touchdown. How many years have we seen this? Okay, so pause. I got more. So you want to talk Stockholm Syndrome? We have mm-hmm. watched the Patriots more than any other team closely. Right. We so hate the Patriots. More Stockholm so lastly, it's really pathetic. Every major news outlet will rub the Patriots' balls 
as if they're amazing. Never forget number 69 on the screen held the defensive player two hands jersey stretch and that drive led to the final touchdown. Any other team get a holding call? Just look at the calls at Shady McCoy and call back. Can there be a level playing field? Hashtag dumb Bills fan. Hashtag <laughs> Bills Mafia. Hashtag yeah, you Buffalo get it. Bills. Yeah. My point is, is yeah. dude, these refs pick and choose. How many calls have we seen of Shady McCoy's runs getting called back? And I am just seeing Jersey stretch on that last drive, and they are not calling shit. They are not calling shit. The Patriots have been paved the fucking way to be the Super Bowl favorite since last year when they were talking about getting AP and going to have some stack team and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, you know, this team makes the networks the most money, and that is the damn truth. And people need to open up their eyes. Roger Goodell said years ago, this will be a billion-something-dollar business and yada, yada, yada. Roger Goodell never said with integrity. They never said with integrity. Okay? That that whole concussion denial movie, I am drawing a blank because I'm trying to make a good point here. Um, League, concussion. No. League of Denial before that. Oh, okay? okay? Watch League of Denial if it's still on Netflix. And it is crazy how these guys are just lying through their teeth that CTE does nothing. And I understand it's about money. Oh, it's just a business. Fuck that. These are people, and there's plenty of money to go around to have a goddamn safe sport, okay? And you know what? Should I say safe? No, because you could ride a jet ski. I ride a stand-up jet ski, and dude, my head, my brain bounces back and forth, and I would guarantee you that is as bad as playing soccer, as bad as playing offensive line in the trenches where your head is constantly bobbing. I mean, it's not good, okay? Your brain is inside of another size, like, cavity that just has a little bit of momentum. And it's like if you just take anything in a jar of water and you throw it, that ball's still going to travel and hit the sides. If you're in a car accident and you go through the windshield, it's the same shit with your brain. And at least have something where it's a malicious hit, you know? The guy was being an asshole because we were just talking Eric Wood earlier. You know, Eric Wood, you know what? This... If we're going by what Eric Wood's saying and the Bills have issued about him, you know, he could be paralyzed, all right? And all it takes is one dirty player like Ndamukong Sue to give him a nice little kick at the end of the play in the neck. You don't realize it. Dude is paralyzed. And you got a guy like Rob Rankowski dropping elbows, eyes wide open, doesn't even get kicked out of the game for elbow dropping Trey White after the play. And right there, you could be taking years off that poor kid's life. All right, and this league of denial is garbage, okay? It, it, it's so transparent that they want gray area. They want you to review it, and we had this fear of it going to one guy at the top reviewing it. What makes you think that the mob and other crap isn't involved in gambling and, and TV networks and all that crap? I mean, it, it has to be there. You can't really find the hard evidence. It might be a Tim Donahue situation, which is a guy who was caught in the NBA, the ref, who's working with the mob, and he came out about it. He went to jail. He's got a book, I believe. Um, I heard him talk to Joey Diaz and uh, mm-hmm. I believe maybe Joe Rogan as well. So, you know, a lot of fishy things can happen, and it's just like the truth is the Patriots make the most money. They do. 
They can't wait to anoint Tom Brady the best. They just can't wait. You need that guy to bring ratings. It's a quarterback league, and until you get him, and it's like, no, it's not. And unfortunately, the media is putting a lot of pressure on people more than they need to, and because everything is driven towards the quarterback. And it's like, it's not possible to grow as a quarterback if, you know, it's only a matter of time, and then I'll let you actually talk, Kevin. It's only a matter of time that, it, 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 that this whole it's a quarterback league thing goes away because Tom Brady, the reason Tom Brady is good is because he's given so many opportunities to have more repetitions, more tries at it. No wonder why he's good. He's a very smart quarterback. He's no dummy. He works his ass off. I, I really do respect Tom Brady a lot. But when you are given, he's just in an awesome circumstance where he is given so many opportunities to put up points to get these breaks, and, hey, that's just what you get. Well, where's Drew Brees? Where are all of his breaks? Where are all his championships? In fact, I take Drew Brees over, over Tom Brady. You know, so that's at least me. And I just think it's an obsession of winning. And people say, well, you know, if the NFL is really against him, why would they ding him for Deflategate? Or it wasn't against him, why they ding him for, for Deflategate? Like, what else do they know? You know what I mean? It, it's just, I just think it's too obvious that the Patriots are in the Super Bowl again. And you, you watch the playoffs, and you're like, God damn it. The Bills can hang with any of these stupid-ass teams at this offensive coordinator wasn't such a fucking moron. And by the way, shout-out to McDermott. Um, thank you. for for. I have so much respect for you. I'm back, baby. I am back. So, Kevin, you have the floor. Yeah. I don't really know what that was about. but It was, like, more about the league, cheat, more about, like, them cheating. I mean, to me... I personally think he's the best player to ever play the sport, Tom Brady. Um, I think he's just good enough at adjustments. He's good enough at the sport. He's good enough at manipulating rules. He's good enough at knowing the situation of a game. He's good enough at always managing the game properly and making the throws. He's good enough at every single aspect of anything that has to do with football. So I respect that, and I just think that they're going to win in this Super Bowl. Um, I don't, Jim Schwartz have had cracks at him before, which is as good of a defense. I don't think that they can keep up offensively. Um, I think the Eagles kind of lucked out with their path. They played a pretty poor Atlanta team um, and a Vikings team that was just riding such an emotional high that just kind of came in deliberate, just like kind of just crapped the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they were even the best NFC team. So, I, I, I don't see it. I don't think they have the firepower on the offensive side of the ball without Car- Carson Wentz. Um, I think New England's going to take it pretty bad, honestly, um, by, by 10-plus points. Like, I don't I don't think there's any. I'm going to go the opposite, man. I would bet you that I think the Eagles' defense is for real. I think um, Ronald Darby, yeah, is, Ronald Darby is prepared for Tom Brady a lot, and I really think that the blueprint is – Oh, if you gotta you, you gotta you need anyone, you need to crush Tom Brady. I mean that's the name of the game. You need to crush Tom Brady. You need to make sure he does not get into a rhythm because once he gets into a rhythm, it's over. And these coaches outcoach themselves all the time. It's that simple. The Jaguars really had control of that game for for over a half. They really did. Right. There is no doubt about it. But then Marone starts having Bortles do this other crap. And you go from throwing some nice intermediate outs that we would see Tyler Taylor throw a lot of stuff, you know, more of a levels thing, 
you know, high, low. And, you know, he's completing these nice passes. And then they ask him to do other shit. You know, they just get super conservative. And it's like, Marone, what are you doing, man? I'm on your team here finally. And you just Marone it and you just leave the Patriots in there. And it's like, they just, you know what it is with the Patriots? If they, it, it, it's, it's the gamesmanship. They are yeah. they are just gamers, right. dude. Like they have right. such clever gamesmanship. Like throwing, I can't be mad at Tom Brady for throwing the ball up out of bounds. I could be mad at the Bills coaches for not being like, "Yo, throw that fucking ball up, throw that ball up." The league wants points. Don't you know what the league wants? They want points. So throw the ball up. Yeah. So I mean, and Tom Brady does what the league wants, and he's going to continue to be. Until he retires, so the day he walks out the door, I mean, they're going to always be in every single, you know, at least the divisional round, if not the championship game, which they've made now, what is it, eight straight, seven straight? I can never remember. Um, how about well. how about you just go by the ones that they haven't made it, okay, which is once, right, twice? Yeah. I mean, how many times? Ever, or what do you mean, so under Brady? Hey, never mind, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Okay, I was thinking of winning the division. Um, yeah. So, okay, so if the Eagles were to win, how would they do it? If the Eagles were to win this way that the Giants won, because that's the same team and that's all that they can do. So, rushing them, getting in his face, playing press, aggressive man corner, um, don't go into a zone because it'll eventually eat you up. Um, no matter what you know, other defensive coaches have thought to try to do in zone coverage, go to a physical man, push him off the line of scrimmage, give help over the top to the, you know, Gronk or whoever cooks, if you have to um, give them what they're going to get on the running game and get after Tom Brady. Like there's just no other solution with the four man rush. You spend five or six guys, you're going to find open receivers. Cause you're not going to have, uh, you know, you're not going to have good coverage. You're not going to have a guy over the top and like more of a man, man cover too. Um, you know, I think you need to have man corners pressing them up on the line of scrimmage. You need to have a safety over top of Gronkowski and or Cooks. And you need to rush with just four. You blitz them, you're in trouble. You play zone defense, you're in trouble. Those are just some basics of how to beat the Patriots. And then offensively, you, you got to go tit for tat. Like, you got to do whatever you can against the Patriots defense, you know, however, and stay on the field. Scoring points is actually a negative to me. I think you need time of possession. Um, uh, that's where I thought the Jaguars had them beat, and that's where we've seen a lot of teams have a beat. Is you know any quarterback when they got to start making a bunch of throws will come back into it, okay? But uh-huh. you know the gray area for this team is it's when are the, the refs going to decide to throw flags? And when I start seeing the yellow laundry out there, I start getting pissed, like really pissed, right. because right. I just it's like come on, guys. This is not an evenly officiated game, most likely. You know, so we got to figure that out. Right. And until then, I can't wait for the XFL. I might even start an XFL goddamn podcast. Think I'm kidding. Are they going to have a team in uh, Western New York? Dude, honestly, man, I said we make a rally for Rochester because they got that dumbass Rhino Stadium that has no use at all. And I think the Rhinos might even be, like, done because they owe them money. They owe the city yeah, money. They... So, like, why not bring the XFL to a small, intimate environment stadium that they say that that Charger stadium actually rivaled, I think was that same stadium here, 
So, um, you know, why not? And I think it's in the middle of Syracuse and Buffalo. Toronto's close. Binghamton's close. You know, see what it's about. I think there is a an abundance of good talent, and I'm going to do a whole podcast about this. I think there's an abundance mm-hmm. of good of of good talent out there, and there needs to be a developmental league. And honestly, I think the rules for for suspensions and concussions can be simple: play tackle, goddamn football, right? But I think there's ways to design the helmets, which like, okay, somebody could take this and run with it if they got some kind of money. Where really, if you have a padding, right? And then the shell on the outside of the padding. I actually think that the padding inside the helmets is actually like a little bit too hard. Because you ever notice when you put on a football helmet, it like really just extends your head. And it's like like hard as a fucking rock, dude. Right. Same with the hockey helmet. But I almost find a little bit more relief sometimes in my hockey helmet. But I think what really stops a lot of blows is if you, on the outside of that shell, have like another layer that's softer. Like almost like a picture, like a harder memory film. Like, you're going to take away some of that instant blow. You follow? It's just like you come into it as like a brand. Like, how do you put like a logo over that? You know, so you'd almost need like another shell. At the same time, you can market it like, oh, yeah, we have this shell that when it shatters, boom. And maybe I saw it out of my mind. But when that shell shatters, you know that that's a concussion. And it's like, oh, cool. They got a new shell. And it looks good for the league. You can package it like you give a fuck NFL. And you make some money. And, uh, you know, you're spending out safer football. But I think the XFL, what they could do is just have simple rules set up. If you did a Rob Gronkowski, sorry, you're suspended for the year. You you are gone. You are gone for six games, at least six games. You want to late? No, no, no. You players need to take care of each other. Vince McMahon runs the WWE, okay? He's no fucking dummy. All because the first XFL failed. I mean, all the craft that they borrowed from the XFL. I mean, come on. The camera angles, all that stuff. Like pyrotechnics, too, a little bit on the field. You know, just it's look. He ain't going to fail with this one. There's too much talent out there. And it's at a point where the NFL has a monopoly. And it's like Vince McMahon is going to own every team. There's going to be no franchises. Okay, and one thing with Vince McMahon is he's very into weightlifting. In fact, I think he started like a powerlifting or weightlifting league or some kind of thing that that went under, um, or he stopped. I don't. Maybe he still does it. I'm not sure, honestly. I just saw it the other day on YouTube, and he's very into nutrition and all that stuff. So I think the players are going to have very good nutrition, and and you know what? Honestly, I think the players should be allowed to have uh, HGH and and, and growth and, and be like whatever whatever can make them heal faster because the word steroid gets a bad term okay it really does at the same time it's a whole big like debate but definitely um i think in certain instances to to get people back to health you know we're cutting you know steroids is a whole nother topic but through enough say joe rogan podcast with certain guests on that i've listened to you, you would have to filter and don't call me on it but um, there's some good information out there and it's just not allowed here. And, and stem cells is one of them and stem cells are incredible. Um, you know, there's a great podcast with Joe Rogan and Mel Gibson talking about it with Mel Gibson's stem cell doctor, where his 92 year old father actually got better. So it's actually really interesting, very recent on the Joe Rogan experience. But 
I would be excited to see what the XFL brings to the table for nutrition and taking care of players and making it a, a league of parity. And, you know, you don't need to have all these dumb technical things. It's like, dude, if that ball bobbles and and it looks like you kind of had it in an instant and you got to break it down for a minute, like, I find it funny that, you know, we used to never have these discussions as a kid with a catch. I was like, I mean, that was kind of fishy. Okay, cool. Well, now you see these asswipes <laughs> yeah. on the tablet, and they're not even controlling the camera themselves. Somebody <clears throat> else is, like, working it for them. They don't get to zoom. And it's like, what is this, the Stone Age? Like, you know what's the- funny about the catch rule, Dave, is that it's just it's really simple. Everything's just a catch, like right? Like, just make it simple. Two feet inbounds with the ball is a catch. One foot, not a catch. It's pretty simple. Um, like, like, dude, 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 Cal, uh, 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 Calvin or, or freaking whatever. A Johnson character, dude. Megatron. When that yeah. dude put that ball down on the ground, we all knew what the deal was. We all knew what the deal was. When Charles Clay just did that earlier in the year, which should have been a touchdown, and the Bills are like, what a one a game. Like that, you know. I mean that that we all knew what he was doing there. We all knew he caught the ball. I don't see why the, I don't see why going you need to go to the ground with the ball. I don't know why that would constitute a catch. I think honestly, I think even Roger Goodell sick of it. So guess what? I think you're to a point where you're going to actually have a clear catch rule in the next twelve months. Well, so. guess who used to be on the competition committee, and he still might be, even though he's a fired coach, is Jeff fucking Fisher. Okay, so we're going to book on this conversation. Hell of a preview, hell of a Super Bowl preview that got into absolutely nothing. So, um, Kevin, it was great catching up with you. You too, Dave. Um, I've been super slammed with the move, but I'm looking forward to getting into the uh, studio there or the mobile studio. Well, um, the requirement is I hung my first piece of drywall on my ceiling and tell my close friends out there, Drunk Dean, Jeff Knight, and everybody else, if Tom okay. McKay was listening, that's a big deal. Okay? Huge deal. I've been talking about this kitchen since the podcast, okay? There's, like, old videos of, Deacon and I in robes. You got to finish your kitchen. You got to finish your kitchen. Oh, dude, it's crazy. It is absolutely insane. So if you want to help hang some drywall, Kevin, by all means, I know a guy who sanded your house to perfection. You know, just don't look too close. (laughs) Don't. I'm going to start sending you pictures as I find stuff. Don't do Uh, that. I'm going to do it. Don't do it. You, You know, your builder already wants to murder you. What are you doing? Come on, man. He loves me. I just talked to him today. He loves me. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah. I'm paying his bills and giving him an extra twenty grand or whatever he profits. Do you think he makes that much money? I do, dude. He's on his job a lot. I think he does. I think some people don't that are never on the job. Uh, he does a lot of the work. Nah, he just kind of keeps it going. I don't think he does shit. I think he like lines people up and he hangs out. He's a good dude. Yeah, he does. I think I, I don't know. I would I wouldn't be shocked if he made about twenty. <laughs> At, anyways, he loves me. I already told I already told him he was uh, talking trash about me, and he was like, "No, I love you." No, don't tell him I said that. I was I not supposed to said that. Oh, I was. I'm not supposed to tell him that. Uh, he doesn't even know I know you. Yes, he does. How does he know? He told me in the house, dude. He goes, oh, yeah, your buddy Kevin. I go, oh, fuck. And I was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, man, he's a cheat. He's, man, he's really getting me. And I was like, mm, I mean, you know, Charlie Johnson needs some money, <laughs> you know? So I had to be in the middle. Actually, you could just thank me that you guys have a good relationship now. 
you know. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. I don't even gotta charge you for it. No, I appreciate you mending mending the relationship. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you guys should share ice cream, but that's cool if you do, you know. So. Oh my gosh, he's just salty about a kitchen. Other than that, I was the easiest customer in the world. I literally picked white and gray. Those are good colors. My room is actually white and gray. He um, had to do no extra work. He I, just was mad I used a different kitchen place because the kitchen place he suggested was bad. That's all. Contractor 101. Kevin, what do you have coming up on your podcast at Lockdown Bills? Hey, Lockdown Bills, three times per week, man. It's the it's grind over there for us. Really big stuff on the network, though. We have some really big names um, across the different platforms. You know, the Lockdown Draft podcast is great. Seriously, it is. It's one of the best. Um, I'm not just saying that. Um, Lockdown Bills is awesome. You know, we have Nate Gary, new host, to co-host Jason to the Jason Shannon. Um, really good dude that's been cranking out pies over there. You should have, have him on your show sometime. Um, what are you going to be doing? What do you mean? Are you podcasting? Yeah, of course I'm podcasting. I'm doing two personally a week. Um, Jason and I do two, and then Jason and Nate do one. So... Um, that's locked on. I run, uh, I guess I can shout out to my draft podcast series, which is going to be we pick a position on the bills, um, of interest this week. It's offensive ends. Um, Nate and Jason do a breakdown of the roster and then they talk about free agents. And then I, me and Jason then do the draft podcast where we break down seven potential prospects at each position. Um, yeah, I'm going to be diving into draft stuff later because yeah, I mean, always go check up, check out ours for reference later whenever you're ready. Yeah, I will. Um, I listened to some stuff about the free agents and cornerbacks and the draft through uh, with Nate Geary and uh, your yeah. other host there. And, and honestly, um, really, even the commercials, I was talking to you about the commercials. I love that it's not dropped in there anymore. Um, really awesome, like, really nice listening experience. Like, I really, what, where do you listen to us at? Um, I, I subscribe to you guys on iTunes. Do you? Yeah. So yeah. If, do we have ads on iTunes? I don't even know. Uh, I'm not sure. I listened to one with Nate and the other guy uh, last week when I was working on my Honda. And, Nothing? Uh, yeah, it, it was like just spoken. It wasn't like nice. randomly spliced in. It was actually nice. So, um, Good. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah, really... Yeah, we're working it, on that, Dave. We're, we're, we're trying to improve uh, every day. You know, now that I have control of it, like I try my best still with the ads and it was really tough um, finding time to, you know, work on everyone's schedule and... Um, now that it's really just us three, me, Nate, and Jason. Um, yeah, and Nate's a hell of a dude, man. Nate is always yeah, supportive. Yeah, you know, I really, you know, and he's very informed and he understands uh, being a player and he also understands, yeah, you know, the media side of things. And it's really, you know, you have a taste of a guy who's a professional and somebody who's still cool enough that, you know, he's lucky that WGR encourages podcasting, you know? Yeah. And that's that's very awesome. So um, yeah, he's a good guy. So look out for our uh, Jason and Nate do the uh, once again the roster breakdown series, and then Jason and I follow with the um, roster uh, draft series, and then we do a commentary show on Tuesday. So I got a lot going on over there. Um, check out the site Locked On Bills and uh, Twitter handle at Locked On Bills, and then obviously me, I'm at Kevin Masseri. But uh, um, it's great, man. It's really good to 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 get that in. Our network is probably going to be back in around training camp again, so hopefully we'll see you there too. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, 
Okay, so that's Kevin, and uh, on behalf of Punch Drunk Sports Podcast Network and GrandstandSportsNetwork.com. Um, by the way, if you haven't checked out Grandstand Sports Network, really easy website to navigate through. You can play our podcast anytime. There's other great podcasts. Um, make sure you check it out. Cover One has an awesome podcast focusing on the draft and players and uh, really good talent over there, too. So, as always, support everybody that you can. There's some lockdown podcasts on the network there as well. And uh, just make sure you check it out. So, and don't forget to check out Ari Shafir's special on Netflix. Tom Segura has a new special, um, which is pretty cool. So, check that out as well. Kevin, anything else, dude? No, nothing on my end. Dave, it was great to get in touch base with you, and I'm sure we'll get a live show soon. Yeah, I'll probably try to bother you tomorrow. We want to talk Eric Wood. So, um, you know, and honestly, dude, if you ever want to go live here, if you ever need to set up, let me know. uh, Sounds like a plan. I'll see you, man. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Bye.